and welcome back to our product podcast and we are continuing to record now it's 2:30 we don't know which number of episode this is but whichever number it is i'm i'm hoping you are enjoying i have my co-host and friend sarosh here sarosh hello everyone uh yep it's 2:30 super late but yeah we having a good time <laughs> Yeah we are actually you know uh, my wife just came and she said why are you troubling that poor guy <laughs> So yeah she's saying you called uh, you called like him for like 15 minutes and what what's going on I'm like yeah I know <laughs> So Sarosh continuing our uh, our binge recording session on how to build awesome products next question mm-hmm. we talked about why data is important and we talked about how to build that data infrastructure right yeah. now we'll talk about how to use this data in yeah. more map manners okay and yeah. you were talking about experimenting i cut you off because we wanted to make a short episode and i'm sorry for that but let's get back to experimenting with data and the floor is yours sarosh Yeah so I was I was basically trying to introduce the concept of experimentation so when you when you build um, all of this rich data platform what it gives you is it gives you a static view of uh, what's happening out there with the product uh, what experimentation lets you do is you can actually uh, show one view of the product to one set of users and another view of the product to another set of users and then you can actually pull out all of that data all of that met, all of those metrics for those sets of two sets of users and then you can compare them and see which of the two uh options are uh, uh, faring better so this is this for me i think ab experimentation when when uh, tech products uh, brought this ability in it made the job of a product manager so much easier right because for me if there was no ab experimentation i would have had to have the right hypothesis the right customer research i would have had to do so much more thinking and uh, <clears throat> making sure my my assumptions are right and then ship the right product but now i can just be lazy and i can put two versions out there and i'll be like i let i let the customer decide what is what is right do an ab experiment so yeah. ab experimentation has made the life of i think everyone from the product team uh, if you are building a product ab experimentation is such a boon for you uh, i think everybody should leverage it and and if you are not leveraging it you are you are missing out i think that's all i can say it's 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 such an effective such an amazing tool uh, everybody should be ab experimenting hey sarosh uh, some of the uh, some of the marketing tools are very easy to do uh, ab experimentation with but with product it's a very conscious decision right like what it's not ju- just about the colors of the button or the text mm-hmm. size of the button uh, when you when it comes to product how do you think about ab experimentation like let's get deep in, into this yeah so for how we look at it um, so for say example um, in outlook is like i said uh, back in the in the session we were talking about the pm spec we define the uh, the success metrics and then we define a rollout uh, strategy right uh, so yep. a success metric just be that um, i could say let's say um let me think of a right example um uh, never mind i'll keep it generic so in the success metric i could just i could just uh, have a metric saying that i believe that by shipping this feature 
I'm going to increase the engagement of the product. I don't know by how much, but I believe that this addition of this feature will increase increase the engagement of the of the of uh, of the user in this product. Engagement we typically define as you know uh, a user that comes back to the product at least three times a week. We call that user as an engaged mm. uh, user. Mm. So. and if i am choosing ab experimentation as my rollout strategy which means that i am not very confident about this metric i'm not sure that i will actually meet my goal and therefore i want to uh, experiment this and see if i'm indeed i am in, uh, increasing the engagement and then take a call on it so what i would do is i will choose a small random sample uh, call call it mm-hmm. the uh, uh, control uh, group and then another random sample of equal size called the treatment again we are going to resort to a lot of statistics here uh, to figure out the right size of the control and the right size of the treatment you need to again understand what's the right sa- sample size because also you don't want to experiment on a very large user base right because let's not forget that in a lot of experiments the answer could be negative and therefore you might have to roll back your changes so if you if you experiment mm-hmm. on like 50% of your population that's not a good way of doing it because uh after after a week or two that that user base is not going to see that feature anymore so you are mm. constantly moving things around so you choose a typically a small enough population that can give you a statistically significant result uh sorry for using that big word but that's what we try to uh, talk about in <laughs> ab experiments so uh just a brief about that is when you when you generate the scorecard uh which, mm-hmm. which is a kind of the result of the experiment the statistically significant results are those which light up on the scorecard in darker colors uh, the more statistical significance of the result uh, the more confidence you can say that the change in the metric that you see is is because of the change that you have done in the product between the control and the treatment uh, it's again a stats concept i'll keep it a little light uh, yes give us an example to, yes okay so let me let me take the example of this engagement only right so let's say i i ship my uh, feature and the treatment is seeing it and uh, they see an increase in engagement um, earlier let's say out of the sample of 100 so we have 100 people in the control and 100 people in the treatment uh, let's say mm-hmm. in the in the control out of 100 30 people are engaged and in the treatment mm-hmm. that i shipped right uh, i have shipped a new feature in the treatment 32 mm-hmm. people are engaged right so okay. now what does this mean right on the surface it looks like awesome 32 people have gotten engaged and therefore it looks like my feature is working right but it's not that mm-hmm. simple uh, you cannot say that with 100% certainty that that extra two people who have gotten engaged in the treatment is because of the feature that you have built and shipped in the treatment even though between the control and the treatment the only difference is that particular feature of yours there is absolutely no other difference in in the product what is still different is the fact that your control and treatment are two different random populations it is possible uh-huh. that just by pure randomness the second population mm-hmm. that you've chosen second sample you've chosen just it's just possible that 32 people have turned out to be engaged in that and it has nothing to do with your feature that you've shipped so you account for all of this in the in the sample size and in the statistical methods so if you have like a larger sample the possibility of error reduces because the larger the sample the more the randomness in it and therefore uh, this is how you come up with the right sample size um and uh, let's say let's say i ran the experiment again and this time instead of 30 engaged people i got 60 engaged people right mm. now you can say with more degree of confidence that 
okay it's possible that some of those 60 people randomly you know like few extra people uh, got engaged but how do you explain the fact that your engagement doubled right and therefore there's a very very high chance that that engagement doubled because of the feature that you shipped to the treatment and not because of any other random uh, factor so that is what we mean when i when we say is the result statistically significant or not if it is statistically significant uh, it means you can explain it via statistics at a at a confidence level of say 95% 95% is the industry standard uh, you can mm-hmm. say 95% confidence that this improvement in the metric is because of the change you made between the control and the treatment and not because of a, a random uh, uh, randomness in the population so that's like a rundown of how we approach ab experimentation oh. in in the in the real life yeah wow like seriously this is amazing where do you read about yeah. these stuff so i actually uh, so typically large companies like microsoft we actually have data scientists to help figure this out and uh, figure out the right random sample size uh, depending on your population depending on what you're trying to test there's a lot of stats that go in uh, i work mm-hmm. um, i've worked with data scientists very closely firstly in the groups team and also in the outlook team i've ran at least 3 to 4 experiments uh, Uh, where we i had to do this analysis and i i must confess like i knew nothing about this but once i saw the data scientist working it was really amazing and i got myself immersed into uh, the ab scorecards and i read it inside out it took a couple of weeks i actually read up about stats brushed up about stats actually mm. that's mm. when all of this started so the bing team wow. in microsoft has a very very strong experimentation culture and you can imagine mm. right any any product that thrives on ads Uh, has mm. to have very strong experimentation because even moving like small pieces of the ad has a huge impact in terms of revenue and you want to be very careful about those changes so you have to have to experiment on ab so a lot of this knowledge has come from the bing team in our uh, outlook team and they have done like a lot of great work in setting up this whole ab experimentation platform um you mentioned some marketing tools out there right like there are tools like i think optimizely something which is used outside a lot yep. Uh, yep. we have our own proprietary software right we have uh, we have it built into the control tower and all of that uh, flighting and it's it's deeply rooted into this into the flighting itself so you don't have to integrate the new tool so all of that is thanks to the bing team uh, <laughs> yeah and shout out to bing <laughs> so yeah that's that's how i got to um, got some exposure to this field as well oh yeah super amazing. interesting amazing yeah you have more thoughts around this i i can listen to it <laughs> yeah so uh, i think one of the things i want to talk about also is having experimented so much there is a downside to ab experimentation like it is this amazing magic bullet which can solve all your problems but uh, mm. there is a small problem with ab experimentation and it comes in the in in the sense of practicality uh the mm-hmm. thing is when you run an ab experiment um you run it typically for one week or two weeks sometimes okay. because when you release a new feature right it takes a while for the users to warm up to, to that feature for them to even discover that feature and then start using it it takes a while so if you're running an experiment for two days and let's say in those two days the users did not even realize the value of that feature you're obviously not going to see a change in the metrics so figuring out how mm-hmm. lo- how long you should run the experiment is also very critical 
and sometimes when you want to roll out things quickly you don't have the luxury of experimenting for multiple weeks and all of that so eventually it becomes a question of cost uh, are you are you willing to you know take that uh, bite that bullet and you know ship this later but ship it right or are you okay with making some compromises and then ship this early that's something you should think about when you're ab experimenting another small downside is that um, so the thing with the ab experiment is it's always relative right it's between the control and the treatment which is the better option what it does not mm. tell you is what is the actual best option a great example and i think this this it's often quoted is this um, uh, i think in in google i don't even know if it's true or if it's just a myth anymore uh, they started ab experimenting between different shades of blue for a particular button and they kept ab experimenting and they kept they kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper to find that right shade of blue but you know what the problem is with this whole okay. approach maybe the right answer is a green button and you will never know it because you were focused on blue and you were just looking at the different shades of blue and you were just doing ab experiments on that so this whole concept mm. of local maxima versus global maxima comes to play and again that's a stats concept you might be uh, uh, so let's say you were experimenting between light blue dark blue uh, darker blue and maroon uh, sorry not maroon uh, navy blue let's say navy blue mm. showed a massive spike compared to all the different blues you might be you might be getting a false belief that you've cracked the problem right because you'll be like sure. okay and with with this um, uh, navy blue i have like 2x the engagement and therefore this is the best thing and and the 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 downside is you could also take this learnings and start applying it in other products uh, oh. but maybe you've just missed out on the fact that there's a global maxima which if you had used green you would have gotten four times the engagement of using blue so that is something mm. you should be very very careful about when you're ab experimenting make sure you're picking very small scope problems and have a view of the overall landscape as well ab experimenting mm. is great in moving in finding the solution in the in the close boundary of where your solution is if your solution is very far away from your current boundary then ab is probably not the right way to do it what you would in that case what you want to do is do some early usability uh, or concept tests with uh, a smaller uh, population with just mocks get a sense of where your solution will lie and then to figure out the right optimized solution then do ab tests so if you start ab testing right from the beginning right like let's imagine you're doing a greenfield project Le, uh, you're you're from scratch you're trying to build outlook and you want to decide if you if you want uh, a very fundamental piece if you if you want to have you want to try out two different options then maybe ab is not the right thing to do maybe you should take a call uh, based on what you think is the right uh, uh, way to go ahead based on early user feedback and all of that and then smaller things inside that those are great candidates to ab experiment so yeah that's yeah, also there's a developer cost to it no so if you do a very big ab experiment that there's a developer cost to it as well so maybe keep yep. that also in mind yep the whole cost in terms of shipping late and also in terms of dev cost and a lot of times people also run multiple it's not just ab it's usually it's sometimes ab cb also um, so that actually means you're building that many versions of the product to full production it's not like you're shipping half baked things right it actually has to be completely built and ship and then you're shipping four different versions and then ultimately you're going to choose one version so it's obviously you need to be very luxurious and your dev team has to be a little uh, vela to be able to uh, do all of these things and ab experiment every single thing so little less vela it seems <laughs> nice that's the that's the downside to it <laughs> great man this was this was another great episode another great session Thank you for recording this one around AB experiment. 
let's see what yep. we talk about in the next session yep whatever question you throw <laughs> thanks